0: Welcome to the business of being well. If you're a hands-on practitioner who wants to grow a profitable business without working your life away, you're in the right place. So sit back, take a deep breath and enjoy the show. Hello everyone. I am here today with Dr. Katie Lackey, and Dr. Katie is an animal chiropractor. She also has a podcast for those of you who are interested in providing care for animals. And I just wanted to um, share her with you today so that more people can learn from her, because I think what she's doing is really amazing. So Dr.
1: Katie, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us more about who you are? Sure. Sure. So my name is Dr. Katie. I'm in the great state of Texas. Um, And I started out as a human associate. I'm a human chiropractor by trade. And um, in just two short years, I was able to leave that and do my animal chiropractic practice full time. Um, I always knew I wanted to be an animal chiropractor since the second I met Dr. Gene Giggleman. If any of you guys have had the pleasure of going to Parker University, um, you might know him. Um, But he is one of the the core uh, people that helped develop animal chiropractic, started in the 1970s. And um, I was so blessed to be able to meet him while I was in school and know that's what I wanted to do. I was a horseback rider. For a long time, I had three very serious head injuries. I used to have migraine headaches every single day, and it was miserable. And a neurologist said, "Here's some hydrocodone. Go live your life." And I was 26, and um, I was like, "Okay, this is not an option, right?" So I started getting under chiropractic care myself, and it transformed my life. And um, I know that it has potential to help other people transform their lives. And if you consider animals and uh, that they have a spine, they deserve the same options for treatment as well. So I knew that's what I want to do. And um, I left my associate practice and started doing it full time. And I realized I was pretty good at it. So um, I got a lot of people asking me questions about how I was so successful. And one thing led into another to where I'm, uh, you know, full time doing my own chiropractic practice and then uh, I guess part time side hustle, a passion project um, and teaching other people how to be successful in starting their own chiropractic practice. So um, I'm an open book and I just literally want to help more people see more animals because they need it and they deserve it. And, um, if you don't believe chiropractic works, you need to follow an animal chiropractor around because there's no placebo effect in animals. It's amazing.
0: You mentioned animals having a spine and obviously like that, we know that, right. But having <laughs> I mean, my dog's tail and kind of like pulling back on him. Mm-hmm. Pulling his tail, and I was like, "No, no, that's a that's a part of his spine. Don't pull on his tail. That's <laughs> yeah. not okay." And they were like, "What? His spine? That's his tail?" And I was like, "Yes, it's exactly. It's fine. Yeah." <laughs> so tell me more about what you think um, allowed you to be successful enough in animal chiropractic that you were able to leave your associate ship, in a human practice.
1: Um. So a lot of it was just um, work ethic. I feel like um, I just tell myself every day that animals needed it and they deserved it. And if I didn't work hard enough, they wouldn't have the same options as people. Uh, we'll get into this later, but um, animal chiropractic is not like human chiropractic in that uh, humans, you try everything in order to get them feeling better. Right. And you're managing their quality of life. However, animals, it is sometimes life or death. Like if you don't get answers, you don't get results. That animal could be put to sleep tomorrow. Um, so every day, this is morbid, but I'd wake up saying, if I don't do the work today, how many animals are going to be euthanized tomorrow? And uh, that just motivated me every day to, to work towards a common goal. And um, because I worked so hard, I was blessed and able to start seeing more animal patients. And um, I did a lot of networking and a lot of like pounding the pavement kind of technique. And um, I also built a lot of relationships. I think many, many of us don't know. That in vet school, they don't talk about chiropractic, just like in medical school. They don't talk about chiropractic. So when you walk into a vet clinic and you start talking about this, this witchcraft, right? Um, They kind of look at you silly, but then they ask you about a patient and you're like, yeah, I can help that. And then a lot of times you do uh, a demonstration and the results are immediate. And, you know, the, the vet who previously, you know, their tools and their toolbox that would have taken two or three weeks to get the same result. And you got that in seconds. Right. So um, a lot of it was just, you know, demonstrating and also, you know, talking to people about what their goals are and um, you know, getting results for patients. I think, um, you know, it's all about the relationship you build With the people in the care team, the animal, and then two, are you working with the animal owner to get results they want? So that's kind of a two-step, two-prong approach that I feel like has enabled me to uh, be so successful. It's not
0: really that much different than human chiropractic. I mean, a lot of people who grow their practices quickly do that by building important relationships with other practitioners, providers, and professionals in their area who are seeing Patients that need chiropractic care or clients that need chiropractic care. And they may not know that until they have a, a chiropractor help them understand how to identify who is the right case to send to the chiropractor mm-hmm. and who isn't. Mm-hmm. And then for them also to see the results. They have to actually see the results. Yeah. And I think sometimes we kind of shy away from that in chiropractic because we just want to remove subluxations, right? And like whatever happens after that is just what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um but that is what motivates people to try something that they haven't tried before is the actual real life results that happen for people. Yeah. When they experience chiropractic care.
1: Absolutely. And I, I think humans now are starting to um, board the train if you will, to where the opioid epidemic which is still going on, you know, people are starting to realize that I need to be in control of my health, right? I need to start asking questions because um, I am in charge of what's in my better interest. And those people have pets as their children, right? Because we're seeing more people have have pets, right? And so they're starting to ask these questions. Well, what else is available for my animal? And uh, sometimes the vet doesn't know. So then they go to the internet, right? And that's where you come in because you're able to be uh, fill that void uh, for not only the vet but also for the animal owner and be able to provide that bridge and also get the results for that pet, which is really really cool because you know you're you're able to educate about something that's you know so unknown and so so I guess wildly crazy that I get asked so many times a day. That's a thing. You get paid to do that for a living. Like, yeah, I just, I just play with dogs all day. That's what I do. Okay. (laughs) Let's talk a little bit more about
0: that because I think that's a thing that people might be thinking about is like, they feel sometimes like I can't get people humans to pay for their own care. How do you get humans to pay for their care for their animals?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that is all about developing the the right customer, right? So you're you're definitely not going to uh walk into Walmart and try and approach people and say, hey, you should get your animal adjusted, right? Um it's all about networking with the right people. And um I will say broad generalized statement, people will pay more for their pets than they will for themselves because that's, the baby. That too. that's <laughs> a That's their baby, right? Um, and two, if, say, they're a performance animal, they're looking to get back in the game, right? We know athletes, they invest in their performance. So that, that's not hard, per se. Um, it's, it's really hard when you have an animal who the owner has been doing typical westernized medicine for their animal their entire life. And you try and change them, change them, right? Change their religion of how they should approach a certain thing. And that's, that's where the rub comes in because they're, they're at the end of their rope, their dog needs surgery, but they can't pay for it. So what else, right? And you're coming in trying to change their whole philosophy of how they think about healthcare. Well, that's really hard. However, if you start getting their pet walking and it was paralyzed in three visits, they're like, I'll follow you to the ends of the earth. Whatever you say, right, I will do it. Um, and for the most part, if you get results that quickly, which in animals, it's so amazing how fast they respond. I will say most of the time it, they don't even look at the price tag. They just pay it. And um, not, not to say you should take advantage of that. Um, but it is really nice that you don't have to feel like you are um, a prisoner to insurance anymore, which is a big thing that I ran into as a human chiropractor. I felt uh, shackled because I want to take care of my patient to the best of my capability, but um, their insurance wouldn't allow me to do that. So, yeah. 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 <laughs>
0: Awesome. Okay. So you, like I mentioned before, have a podcast and you provide support for other chiropractors who want to grow their animal practices. So tell me a little bit more about how you work with other chiropractors. What, what does that look like? How do you help them grow their practice?
1: Yeah. So it first started out as, uh, hey, Dr. Katie, I hear you work in practice and you're kind of (laughs) good. And people just (laughs) call me. And I was like, "Okay, I I don't know. You know, I guess you perceive that I'm successful. So I'm going to try and live up to that expectation. Right. Because I think I think every day I am just a normal person. Right. And (laughs) it's weird when people start asking you advice because you're like, I don't know why you're asking me for advice. I'm literally just figuring out myself. Um, but it it just started out as phone call after phone call, after phone call of the same question. Um, what do I do here? How do I do this? And I, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I didn't have time to take mm-hmm. the same phone call. Yeah. And I was like, this, this is ridiculous. Do, do people not have a resource? And then I started looking I was like, dummy, you didn't have a resource. You figure this all out yourself. Right. And I'm like, well, this, this is ridiculous. How about I just give people a free resource? And being a mobile chiropractic practice, I travel to my patient, so I sit in the car a lot. I'm like, what's the one thing I do when I sit in the car a lot? I listen to podcasts, right? So I was like, okay, how about I just make a free resource via podcast where I answer the most commonly asked questions. So people leave me alone, stop calling me because I hate talking on the phone. I hate it, right? Right. Um, so I started making a podcast and I have no idea why people listen to me because I just I I sit here in my room talking myself, right? Um, but I started talking through these things and I I got more phone calls. I was like, well, dang it, I was supposed to decrease the amount of phone calls, right? But there's people who are reaching out because they want a mentor and they want someone who's actually done what they've done. And when it comes to animal chiropractic, I don't know if you know this, there's not a lot of animal chiropractors. In DFW alone, which is big, huge cities, there's like a ton of people, like 3 million people. There's only 30 animal chiropractors in all of Dallas-Fort Worth, okay? So I have to travel a radius of about 60 miles of Dallas because people can't find anybody. So when you consider that you're know, you a chiropractor, And you service animals and, you know, there is, there's so few people that do what you do when you're looking for a mentor, you're like, who do I ask? There's like nobody around me. Right. And most of the animal chiropractors that are successful are so busy (laughs) because they're seeing all this influx of patients because there's there's not enough to go around. So um, I just want to bridge that gap the best way possible. So it started out with a podcast and it's quickly evolving to where I'm starting to make an eight week course and then that's maybe going to turn into consulting and then maybe coaching and then there's there's all these things I want to do. Um, but it's right now just podcasts where I'm answering most commonly asked questions sometimes interviewing people and talking about behind the business and um, I answered a ton of questions because um, I just I love to help people be successful so
0: you started podcasting a lot um, just like I started podcasting I was I had a long commute and I would listen to podcasts and sometimes audiobooks but mostly podcasts mm-hmm. and I was listening to one in particular that was two high school, um, AP bio teachers. And I was teaching biology and anatomy and physiology at that time. And I thought I can do this. (laughs) And I didn't know where it was going to go or like why I was going to do it or really, um, I didn't have any background in like mass media communications, anything like that at all. And yet I just felt like I'm going to do this. And so I did. And now here we are. Yeah. Okay. So you have, um, some things that you want people to know about animal chiropractic before they start their practices that maybe would help them um not have to call you so often <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's gonna happen either way um the biggest thing I want people to know is it requires relationships so you think being a human chiropractor is hard is 10 times harder as an animal chiropractor because in many states you require a consent form or referral from a veterinarian. So in Texas, for example, um, I require a vet to sign off on care before I'm ever even allowed to touch patients. So um, imagine you're a human chiropractor and a surgeon has to sign off on your care prior to you ever administering it. I think as human chiropractors, we take for granted that we're a uh, portal of entry care providers. Animal chiropractors, that's not the case. So the vet has to say it's okay prior to me working on animals. So it requires me... An introvert who hates talking to people to go out, say hi to a veterinarian, and convince them that chiropractic is going to be good for their patient when they never learned anything in vet school about chiropractic. So, considering that, considering that is so much easier for you to talk your best friend into letting you adjust their dog, um, but Uh, you know, it's a lot better for you to instead get off the couch and, uh, you know, go meet people, get out of your comfort zone, go meet people you've never met before from a completely different background and talk to them about chiropractic. Um, It it just, it's so hard to get out of your comfort zone and meet other people to like, number one, but two, to build that referral relationship, because your practice relies on it is a completely different story. So, Texas is nice in that it's indirect. A vet just has to sign a piece of paper. But in other states, such as uh, Missouri um, and Louisiana, and a lot of them along the Southern Seaboard, you have to have a vet come with you and stare at you as you're adjusting a patient. Like, why do I need them here watching me adjust when they've maybe never had training before, right? Um, It's pretty much like having a surgeon watch you adjust. You're like, why are you here? You know, it's, it's really expensive to have you here. And you're not really adding anything to the appointment. However, that's how the law goes. And it's a double edged sword, because you're doing everything appropriately. And you're also building relationships. But you have to realize that there's also The wild, wild west out there where there are lay people who are calling what they do chiropractic and animal chiropractic land. And you're jumping through all these hoops, getting the vet referral and everything like that. And then meanwhile, there's Joe Schmo over there doing, um, you know, equine body work who is calling a chiropractic and then you have to realize that the vet standing there with you is like, well, what's that? What is he doing? And then the patient gets confused or the patient owner gets confused because they could go to him for half the cost. Meanwhile, they're paying you triple the cost because you have a vet standing right there. So the law is really Uh, They vary state to state and they're not great for anal chiropractic um, because it takes a lot of time to get a consent form filed. Like I literally, it took me three weeks to get a new patient in just like today. It took me three weeks to get them in for care. And then two, May also be really hard to get a vet to come with you and or provide supervision um, because they're like, I don't know what you do. That's a waste of my time. And um, it's also really expensive. So the patient owner doesn't want to pay for it. Mm -hmm. And three a patient owner could just choose to go to Joe Schmoe, who says what he does is chiropractic when it's actually not chiropractic. and It's actually not safe for the patient. However, he's half the cost and it's I don't have to get a referral. So there's like three different things. Um, But first and foremost, being an upstanding moral citizen that's doing everything by the law, by the book, is going to move the animal chiropractic profession forward. So the biggest part of my podcast is just how do I build these relationships to make it, um, you know, all kosher with the law and to also make the patient owner happy and to build value and also to build value for the vet so that way they know why this is important. So uh, that's a long way of saying the law suck and it requires relationships in order to be successful.
0: Well one might assume that in animal chiropractic training that you're learning about the laws and and like you're thinking ahead of time in what state do you want to practice or You know, if you practice in the state that you already live in, what are your limitations? But I'm totally making that assumption because I haven't gone through an animal chiropractic training program.
1: Yeah. I mean, a lot of times when you're in school, you don't know what you don't know. So say, for example, I'm sitting in chiropractic school and I'm like, I want to be close to my family in, uh, say, Louisiana and I moved to Louisiana, and then I want to start an animal chiropractic practice. And I'm like, well, crap, I can't do it with the law, right? Unless you say have a, a, a rich uncle who's also a vet and is willing to walk or, or shadow you, right? Uh, come along with you. Um, so I think many people who are in the in the training program, because I also help teach at Parker, they don't know what they want. Um, as far as animal you know, chiropractic practice goes, like where they want to practice and how they want to practice, they just know that they want to help patients and they want to help them you know achieve their goals. And a lot of times the, the laws come second to that. And it can be a rude awakening. I will say, um, over half of the people that we go and train through Parker actually don't practice animal chiropractic a couple of years out because of the laws and, or their commitment. Maybe they have a family and they can't balance, you know, doing animal chiropractic practice and their associate position. So they just drop animal chiropractic. Um, but I'm going to be honest with you. It's, it, it can be challenging and, um, it, it's just, it's, it really hurts my heart because I know there's so many animals out there that need it. And if you don't have the, the intentionality to sit down and plan, like, this is what I want, and this is what I'm going to do. Um, then sometimes you just, you get lost and you end up wasting money because you just have a a really good heart and you want to help all the animals with spines. So.
0: Yes. Okay. So the takeaway there is, Mm um, that building relationships is key in the success, especially the long-term success of your animal parapractic practice.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I don't want to, I'm a completely transparent person. I mean, anyone that knows me knows that I don't really sugarcoat anything, but there are not enough providers for this. And it is so rewarding. Like when I've, when I finally built up my reputation, there's literally like, I don't even have to do marketing people just find me and i don't know where they find me i'm like how'd you find me again they're like oh you were on the internet somewhere and so and so told me about you um and it is so rewarding so so rewarding because um you're seeing all these patients and they're getting better and they uh, previously went to the vet and the vet couldn't figure out what was wrong with them and you adjusted them twice and now they're better and uh the owner is super excited and the pet's getting better naturally And without all the side effects of the medication, and I have literally had owners tell me that you saved my dog's life, you gave me three years back with fluffy. Um, And, you know, to be able to do that, and to be able to serve, you know, those, those amazing creatures that can't speak for themselves, right, they can't advocate for themselves, and to be able to remove that pain for them. Um, or, you know, that functional deficit that they've always had, like, he's always limped, you know, he's, he's always going to be like that. And like, no, that's not normal. Right. He doesn't have to be like that. Um, and you're able to take that away. And they're like, I had no idea that he couldn't jump in the truck for the past two years. But the second he did it today, I I realized like, oh, he hasn't done that in a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, being able to offer that. And sometimes the vet, the vet, I just like, I'm at of, I'm at several vet offices and they're like is that the dog that couldn't walk last week? And I'm like, yes. And they're like, what'd you do? And I'm like, I told you, I adjusted it. And sometimes the disbelief on how amazing the body is and how adaptive it is and how it's able to heal. Um, animals tell that story of chiropractic better than any human ever does. Because, you know, us humans, we get in our brain. We're like, oh, it still hurts. Like I can move my shoulder to here. And last week I was here, but it still hurts. So it's not better. But an animal, you're like, holy cow. You know, he doesn't have that stuff going on between his ears. He He's able to jump in the car again because his body's not inhibiting him. So I think it, it's the most rewarding profession out there to ever exist because uh, seeing humans was a little bit draining because of the mental stuff going on. And um, I definitely think it's worth pursuing because the animals, they're they're so thankful.
0: It's amazing. Yeah. I love listening to you talk about this because there's it, – it just – even after 13 years of practice, I'm always like, there's still so much that I don't know (laughs) inside (laughs) chiropractic. And of course, like in the world in general, but I just love, I love listening to you share. Um, And your enthusiasm
1: is what makes it so fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of a, a passion project for me um not many people know this about me but horses saved my life I was actually as a teenager like I didn't want to live anymore because it just like you get in this headspace where you know everyone suffers from you know being sad sometimes but like I was like seriously unstable and depressed and I didn't know if I want to be around anymore and animals like they brought me back to life if you will so I was on a debt I can never really repay and um to me understanding that they suffer from like unknown ailments that, um, you know, back pain. Cause they have a rider sitting on them or, you know, neck pain and, uh, like all the same headaches, like animals get headaches too. Mm-hmm. Um, jaw pain, like, uh, bad knees, bad hips. Like they suffer from all the same stuff humans do. Why don't they get the same options for treatment? Why, why do they have to go and take a pain pill with horrible side effects for five, 10 years and like die of a bleeding ulcer? Like, I don't get why that's the only option for them when, you know, animals love without, you know, any requirement they, they give without any like needs. You know, a lot of times humans are like, what's in it for me? But, you know, when you have your pet Fido, um, you know, he just, he loves you with no conditions. And I feel like we should be able to serve our animals as they serve us. So being able to walk into a profession like animal chiropractic and able to give their life back to them, it means I'm able to pay a little bit of my debt that I owe them for, um, you know, all the years that they have loved me selflessly. So um, I think people forget that, um, you know, their spine is just like ours. They can have the same stuff going on. And it's it's really it's just abysmal in my opinion that they go to a vet clinic and that's the end all be all when us humans, we can go to a chiropractor and then an acupuncturist and then a massage therapist. And we have all these different options for our knee pain or our back pain. And then Fido, you just give a pain pill at the end of the night. Like there's, there's so much more out there and we're just, we're just opening the, the page, like the first page to all the opportunities that are available for them. So, um, I invite you to open your mind and, um, you know, consider it because just like you get regular maintenance, you know, your dog deserves it too. Your horse deserves it too. I've seen people adjust chickens, cows, pigs, um, you know, whatever it may be, they have a spine and it can get stuck and it deserves to be adjusted. So why not? You know?
0: Yes. I'm with you.
1: Yeah. Okay. Before we wrap up, is there anything else that you want to add? Oh, I think I covered most of it. Um, but for those of you that are interested in getting started, know that animal chiropractic is not easy to get into. You're going to have a lot of resistance, but it is so rewarding and it is so worth it. And if you're interested in doing it, it can be very, very profitable. There's no insurance. There is no one telling you how you have to do anything. Um, (laughs) and I, I will say most people, even if they do it part time can make a decent living doing it. Um, and I know that's that's what your podcast is about—is how to um, I was it work to live, or li- instead of living to work. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I think I picked that up right. Yeah. Um, so you are able to work a job you love instead of staying in that associate practice you hate. You know, you can you can do animal chiropractic part time and make just as much as you are making full time as an associate. And I think um, so many people you know, they get they get stuck in their headspace of this is what's safe for me. This is this is what I have to do in order to provide for my family. Um, But if you have in your heart that you want to take care of animals, and you want to venture into doing animal chiropractic full time, you can do it part time and make just as much if not more money, um, and have an even better quality life for yourself, because it's so much more rewarding, you're going to have uh, pets wagging their tail. You're gonna get dogs kissing you. You're uh, you're gonna be outside with horses. Maybe you may not smell great, but you're gonna be outside. Uh, your your office is literally the world. You know, and you don't have to be stuck in a job at a desk filing insurance claims for the rest of your life. It is so rewarding, so worth it. And I want to inspire you to do it because there's not enough animal chiropractic providers, and we need more of you that are passionate and uh, willing to work on somebody with a tail or with fur or with ears, you know. So, awesome. Okay, so for people that haven't heard your podcast yet, where can they find it at? Yeah, so it's at Making Strides for Animal Chiro um, making strides for animal chiropractic. You can fit the whole thing in there. Um, it's right now on Instagram and Facebook. We have, um, a Facebook group that's very supportive. I'm very proud of it. I have lots of doctors there that are happy to support you as you go to practice. Um, and then, um, I'm hoping to get my website developed where I'm going to have my eight week course available. Um, and then also some practice materials as well. So we do, or I do, (laughs) I say we because I want it to grow bigger than me. Um, I make standard operating procedures for you. Like here's what to say during an examination. Here's what to say during a report of findings. Here's what to do during follow-up visits. Here's how to talk to the vet. Uh, literally everything you can think of. I have materials that um, I can give you on me failing forward, finding what works best uh, that you can just literally drag and drop into your own practice. Um, and that's going to be available uh, very soon. I'm anticipating April probably might be closer to May because the web de- uh, designer is working on it. Um, but we're going to have a full website platform with podcast, shop, mentorship, e course, and a whole bunch of other goodies. So it'll probably be making strides for I'm guessing.
0: Awesome. Okay. So let's be sure after we wrap up that we drop the links for the podcast and your Mm -hmm. Facebook group in the comments on Facebook of this video, Mm
1: -hmm. and then people can connect with you there. Yeah, that'd be great. Thank Uh, you so much for everything that you shared. Yeah. Thank you so much, Dr. Eaton for your mission and, um, you know, your purpose, because I think us female chiropractors, especially struggle with work-life balance. We think we have to work really, really hard and maybe sacrifice our family or our personal time in order to be successful. And it doesn't have to be like that. And, um, I know personally and professionally, I want to enable people to say it's okay to pursue your passion, whether it be, you know, working with mamas and babies um, or whether it be working with, you know, fur babies, which is what I do. Um, And you can be very successful doing that. And it doesn't necessarily have to take up 60 hours a week. So thank you for your practice and your mission, because it is inspiring so many people to, you know, live their dreams. Thank you. Mm Do you want to make
0: more money without squeezing more patients or clients onto your schedule? If that's you, be sure to take my free class. In it, you'll learn how to bring leveraged income into your practice so you can work less, live more, and help more people than ever before. You can get signed up by going to drdanielleaton.com and click free.